I'm talking dinners at nice restaurants, nice clothes, any kind of car I want. He's even going to have his own plane to fly us to our fabulous beach house in the Caribbean. What about you, Mel? What kind of guy are you going to marry? Or is your heart still set on being a nun? I'm not going to become a nun, Mel said, and as if to prove her point, took a long sip. Does that mean you finally gave up the goods to Michael Anka? Darby nearly choked on her beer. You've been making out with Booger Boy? He stopped that back in the third grade, Mel said. He doesn't, you know, pick it anymore. Lucky for you, Darby said, and Stacy howled with laughter. Come on, Mel said. He's nice. Of course he's nice, Stacy said. Every guy acts nice in the beginning. Once he gets what he wants from you, he'll treat you like yesterday's garbage. That's not true, Darby said, thinking about her father. Big Red, they used to call him, just like the gum. When her father was alive, he always held open the door for her mother. On Friday nights, her parents would come home from dinner and Big Red would put on one of his Frank Sinatra records and sometimes dance with her mother, cheek to cheek, as he sang about how those were the days. Trust me, Mel, it's all an act, Stacy said. That's why you gotta stop being so mousy. You keep acting that way. They'll take advantage of you every time, trust me. Then Stacy started in on another one of her lectures about boys and all the sneaky things they did to trick you into giving them what they wanted. Darby rolled her eyes, leaned back against a tree, and looked off in the distance at the big glowing neon cross overlooking Route 1. As Darby drank her beer, she watched the traffic zipping across both lanes of Route 1 and thought about the people inside those cars. Interesting people with interesting lives, off to do interesting things in interesting places. How did you become interesting? Was it something you were born with? Like your hair color or your height? Or did God decide for you? Maybe God chose who was interesting and who wasn't, and you just had to learn to live with whatever you were handed. But the more Darby drank the stronger and clearer that inner voice of hers grew, the one that told her, with some sense of authority, that she, Darby Alexandra McCormick, was destined for bigger things. Maybe not the life of a movie star, but something definitely better and a whole lot bigger than her mother's palmolive world of cleaning, cooking, and cutting coupons. Sheila McCormick's biggest thrill was the greedy hunt for bargains on the clearance racks. You hear that? Stacy whispered. Snap, snap, snap. The sound of dry twigs and branches being crunched by footsteps. It's probably a raccoon or something, Darby whispered. Not the branches, Stacy said. The crying. Darby put her beard down and poked her head up over the slope. The sun had gone down a while ago. She saw nothing but the faint outline of tree trunks. The dry snapping sound grew louder. Was someone really out there? The snapping and cracking sound stopped. And then they all heard the woman's voice, faint but clear. Please let me go. I swear to God I won't tell anyone what you did. Chapter Two Take my purse, the woman in the woods said. There's $300 in there. I can get you more money if that's what you want. Darby grabbed Stacy by the arm and pulled her back behind the slope. Melanie huddled up against them. 
This is probably just a mugging, but he might have a knife, maybe even a gun, Darby whispered. She'll hand over her purse, and then he'll run away, and it will be over, so let's just keep quiet. Both Mel and Stacy nodded. You don't have to do this, the woman said. As scary as it was, Darby knew she had to look over the slope again. When the police came with their question, she wanted to be able to recall everything she saw, every word, every sound. Heart beating faster, she poked her head back over the slope and looked around the dark woods. Blades of grass and dead leaves brushed against the tip of her nose. The woman started crying. Please, please don't. The mugger whispered something Darby couldn't hear. They're so close, she thought. Stacy had decided to take a look, too. She moved closer to Darby. What's going on? Stacy whispered.